Hi guys, this is Olivia with my special guest Lucy on my new podcast, All of Olivia. Can't wait for you to check it out. podcast where we are all about helping others all about inspiring growth in all areas of your life and all about creating generational wealth i am your host olivia where it is all love and today we have a special guest our og casual <laughs> lucy yates she is not only an entrepreneur she's a first-time mama and a wife. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Your, your whole mood is a vibe right now. I'm doing this because you didn't <laughs> tell me. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> Mind you, I have it posted all over my social media, all the videos. But I'm just <sighs> saying. I thought maybe I was like the exception. The exception to the I was, I was just but a you podcast know what? And today. Even, even your husband, I heard, kind of warned you and told you, isn't it yes. in the video? I walked out of the house. So I was going to do it with these, but it's okay. <laughs> we're gonna have to live oh with my it gosh, you're so gorgeous though oh, okay but right. yes i didn't know we were dressing up and doing this but here we go <laughs> well thank you so much again you came directly from you were just in mexico with your mom and yeah came, came right over and handled this so i appreciate it thank you for squeezing me in oh i saw deshaun at the border what <laughs> <laughs> random random <laughs> random you need to have him on the show Okay, you know what? That that would be awesome. Okay. I'm always looking for new guys. Anyway. We'll have to talk about that and get him involved and all that good stuff. Yes. But awesome, awesome. You know what? Oh my gosh, I love your vibe. You're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. well, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for, for doing this. This is amazing. Of course, of course. So uh, again, this podcast, we're all about just inspiring others. And one thing that I absolutely always caught my attention, we've met six years ago six yeah six years ago we met at a networking event that you were partners with and had put on together tasteful tuesdays tasteful i think is what tuesdays. it was called and um I, again the first thing that i loved is just you being wanting to help and just yep. provide education to people and it wasn't necessarily about you know how much money can i make and all that good stuff mind you that is another part of you that i absolutely love as well because you're very business-minded and driven but um, again, just your heart and just trying to help others. And that's exactly what this is about. So who else would be best than you coming Aww. on? So thank you so much. Yes. And we miss Tasteful Tuesday days. We're going to have to, gonna have we'll to have do to a, a resurrection. Out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> at least at least a couple times a, a year just to bring the whole crew back and all that good stuff. I was with um, Net all the time, you know, going to events oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So just, again, seeing everybody is just, I miss everyone. Especially awesome. after COVID. But Awesome. Alrighty. So there's a couple questions that I wanted to ask you again, just in the event of just trying to help others and all that good stuff. So you own a selfie station business. So tell us a little bit about that. What made you get into selfie stations? Yes. So a little bit of background. I was in banking. Uh, that's literally what I've done since I was 17. And But while I, while I worked at the bank, I used to always do events as the brand ambassador so like comic-con i used to always work as a brand ambassador and i got an opportunity to run events through another company called hello photos so i was doing hello photos on the side just okay. part-time you know how people have the high side hustles and initially they were selling selfie station was selling machines and i was just doing events 
and then they decided to stop selling and then so I kind of took over the event side so I run selfie station events okay and it just kind of was organic I was working at the bank and then rates changed and you know the people move and I decided not to move on to where they were going and I was like you know what maybe that's a sign that this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing yeah and I just took a chance and started doing events and it just took off from there for sure for sure and to go from either a salary or you know w2 hourly type of employee where you have a set you're gonna get paid if you come to work and show up you're gonna get paid x amount of money every single you know every two weeks or whatnot to transition into entrepreneurship and just commissions and you know you don't know when your next paycheck is coming how did you transition into that well, I kind of had a little bit of experience already because I was at the bank and I was working salary. But when you when I moved over to do mortgages, mm-hmm. I the that that's how you live, yeah. right? If yeah. you don't close a loan, you don't get paid. Exactly. So I think that I was already understanding. I had already taken that step mm-hmm. towards that mindset. Like yeah. you have to hustle to get your next paycheck, yeah. and. So it wasn't that scary for me at that point. I I feel like I transitioned pretty slowly into that. Mm -hmm. But I did it in tandem because I was working part-time. Okay. But the mentality of it was still building on that. Mm -hmm. I had to let go of being on the salary and just saying, hey, every event I'm going to get paid. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that that's kind of how I was able to be okay with it yeah now did you have somebody that you kind of connected with that helped guide you into this or how did you was it just you on your own how did you do it that's I think a lot of times people they look at that as oh my gosh I wish I could be self-employed or I wish I could get into that type of stuff but they have no idea where to even start so how did you again you know you kind of built that relationship because you were kind of working with them in your other event planning stuff but how did you actually dive into it so after I graduated from San Diego State they have a program uh, an event planner certification program and I was doing that okay so I somehow already kind of innately knew that I was drawn to events and Mm -hmm. just community really and I just connected with a lot of event planners and when I connected with the event planners I'm like whoa like I'm really good at this like Mm -hmm. I just kind of followed Follow the breadcrumbs, you know? And I think that that's one of the things that I would say is there's so many opportunities for people to start their own business that you need to, like, feel it. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously you don't want to do a side hustle that you're not happy with because you're trying to leave your job to do something else. You're not trying to, like, leave your job to, like, do something you hate. (laughs) That you hate, though. (laughs) Yeah, so that was kind of where I – and I started doing research. So I went on Facebook online and I realized that there was a really big community of people that were already doing this. Yeah. And then I went to a trade show and that's really what like made it click. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like people are doing this, you know, because at first I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Exactly. And then I saw like, oh my gosh, like people, this is their career. Yeah. You can make it as like elevated as you want. want. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started seeing other people in the field, like as a photographer or as a videographer or as a DJ. And, you know, you see the the spectrum of people that are running the business as like a side hustle mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people that are running the business as like a well-oiled yeah, machine. Exactly. And so I was like, well, where am I going to fit in here? Mm-hmm. And so that's probably what I started looking at. Like, 
there's real opportunity here. Yeah. How can I capitalize on this? I think one thing that you said is you kind of already knew what you were made for. Like this is something that you wanted to do. And I think that is a big disconnect between people is they don't know themselves yet or they don't know how, you know, what they can grow in or, you know, what their skills or gifts are and how to use them. But again, once you know that, it's like a fire burning inside you. You want to research like you did and yeah. figure it out and be like, how can I make this come to fruition and how can I make this grow and into a business? And then like what you were saying, figure it out. Where do you want it to be? Do you want it to be a side hustle? Do you want it to be a full on business and all that good stuff? So starting to just know yourself. Yeah. And I, I also think that just in looking back, all of the things that I was doing kind of were in line. Like I was doing networking events. Yeah. Events. Yeah, yeah. I was like literally doing networking, planning events. And that's why I went back to school because I was like, I need to do this right. Mm-hmm. How can mm-hmm. how can I do this right? Yeah. And I learned so much. We did Tasteful Tuesdays for almost seven years. And I basically went to all the venues downtown and were was like, let me use your venue yeah. for free. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, and, and those were amazing like, events. And I had to talk them into it. Yeah. And so how do I sell this? How do I get them to have me bring these people and yeah. spin it in a way where they're like, we want you here. And when I noticed that I was really good at that, I'm like, this is like, it just kept, yeah. the door was just kept appearing that I needed to be doing something like this. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And so... In this business, again, so currently right now, you have how many selfie stations and how do you service your clients and and how do you get clients and what do you do? What's the... Yeah, so selfie station right now has two stations, which is a pro, the original station. That machine is the one that prints. And then during COVID, we pivoted to this new station. Um, It's a mini and that I have 10 of those stations that are out I have five events going on right now and you know we have we're going to Vegas this weekend and those are the ones that are like I, I didn't it's get that been... memo hold on what's <laughs> my what's my flight it's for, it's for work it's not the same um but yeah so I mean we have we have about 15 stations here but we also sell them now again mm-hmm. so the company itself has switched from when I was was like, oh yeah, I'll take it over and see where this goes to mm-hmm. now I'm like, I can really scale this again. For sure. And, and that actually was going right into the next question that I had for you is, you know, during COVID, a lot of changes happened and it hit self-employed entrepreneurs big time because a yeah. lot of people, we couldn't do anything. We were stuck at home. And so how did you recognize And how soon did you recognize that you needed to change, adapt, pivot in order for your business to continue to grow? Oh my gosh. Well, this is why I really thought I should talk to you because it is so scary, like where we're at in general, right? And Mm -hmm. to keep the faith where we're at. I mean, I think from, you know, 2020, so I remember it was March 23rd, I think it was, I remember 2020, we had this huge convention in Denver, Colorado that I was supposed to fly out to. It was like a big deal. And I remember that same weekend, I was doing a leadership program with Mana de San Diego. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who mm-hmm. they are. They are doing a creative leadership program. 
and I had to choose between going to this convention and working and going to this leadership thing. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I wish this thing was canceled. And they actually, they canceled it. <laughs> it really was canceled. So you caused COVID? Oh my no. God, did you, did you pray that on us? But I remember waking up and so being so like torn about like, whoa, like yeah. they really canceled this convention. Oh, now I'm going to yeah. get to do my leadership thing. But then, you know, that, I we actually still decided to do it. So thankfully we finished that program. But that was the day where I really was like, this is serious. Yeah. Like something's happening mm-hmm. and then the, the calls just started we have to cancel the event we have to cancel the event we have to cancel yeah. the event and I don't know it's nothing short of a miracle that I didn't like have a panic attack but I was able to talk that every single client in to not having their money back and I was going to honor every single event for up until we rescheduled mm-hmm. mind you I'm still doing events from 2020 because I feel like they saved me yeah because they did not like push for refunds mm-hmm. and a lot of people did they're not, yeah. not to, don't get me wrong I there are some people that called and we figured it out and mm-hmm. I was able to make it work yeah but somehow like it's it's a miracle mm-hmm. and when I figured out like what's gonna happen that was really when I had to sit down and think what am I going to do? Yeah. So I thankfully have different skills and I decided to go back into mortgage lending. Um, and so that's kind of what I was doing in the middle, but I was still doing events. And while I was doing events, I'm like, okay, at the time, you know, people open, they were opening up. Mm-hmm. And so I was still doing events. So that's kind of how I just got by. Yeah. But I, I knew that the market was changing. Uh, weddings specifically uh, were going from like 300 people to what they're called they're called micro weddings so mm-hmm. like a 50 person event mm-hmm. and I was like how can I cater to a smaller wedding that's maybe at a, someone's home or you know in a small smaller venue and how can I do it if it's somewhere far and I started researching online and I saw that there was already a company that was shipping photo booths nationwide and I'm like bingo and so that's really what set off the next step so then we started we did a sketch of what we wanted it to look like and we got it built out and that's really how the new generation of the selfie station came about yeah and you know you just had to adapt so I think I think one of the biggest things that I'm hearing from you is like the moment that you see a market change and something that could that could have put you out of business. Oh well, it did. I mean, I was <laughs> you know right. It could have just shut it all all down. You didn't let that fear take root in you. You just immediately said, "Okay, how are we gonna how how am I gonna keep this alive? How am I gonna do this? What do I have to do?" Oh man, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, and, and, but a lot of people do. A lot of people do. That. I mean, even now in the real estate real estate market changed dramatically from the beginning of this year till now Mm -hmm. and so i've heard a lot of lenders and realtors all of a sudden starting to freak out and just that's all i hear is fear in their talk and in their tone and this that me i'm just like i'm not listening to you i just got to figure this out i got to figure out how we're going to keep on pushing i have goals and i'm not minimizing those goals we're still going to hit them so what do we got to do right Mm. Um, but a lot of people don't don't think like that which is surprising but again one of the reasons why i really admire you is because you you're able to just 
okay, what do I have to do? How can I switch? And when you told me that story originally, I was like, okay, she needs to share. Uh, it, you know, and it's so funny. Everybody says like, you got to do it scared. Mm-hmm. And there's, yes. there's certain parts of my life where there is still things that I'm like too scared to do, mm-hmm. which I'll share with you one of them because I'm literally right in the middle of deciding whether I'm going to move forward with it or not. And, and in having this conversation, I feel like you just have to have a little bit of grace because it is normal for everybody to be, to be scared Mm -hmm. and to not know. And I, I mean, and I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I know on top of all of that guys. (laughs) Oh man. And so I think that that's really what kept me was like, how am I going to feed the baby? You know, like let's, I just went into like survival mode Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, thankfully I kept seeing like sparks of light like mm-hmm. we would open and i'd be like oh okay yeah, people exactly. are excited and then we would close back down again i'd be like mm-hmm. oh okay yeah. but i knew that it was somewhere it was going to have a better ending like it, every time that it would open up a little bit and how people reacted i knew that we were going to have a good place that we were going to be at if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. and 2021 i mean I had the baby, but I was, like, I didn't stop. Mm-hmm. I was working, and it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, just going back to kind of what you were saying, how, you know, it's okay to have that little bit of fear. You know, everybody comes to those positions, right, of the unknown. They're unsure and all that good stuff. I've been listening to a lot of audibles lately and just, mm-hmm. you know, again, trying to help myself because I'm, I'm right there as well with everybody else. But it's just at that point, I think th- sometimes those are the points that you have to just push harder. That sometimes you just don't have to think or feel and you just have to push through because that's when like the ultimate breakthrough and all of a sudden you can push yourself to the next level. So it's hard, but you know, sometimes you just gotta, I also think you should surround yourself with people that are going to support you and encourage you with courage. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like if you're around people that are just like, yeah, that's not going to work. Like, yeah. That's not a good place so, to be. So a question for you is, you know, we all have friends and family that it's not like we're going to disown our family for not being on the same, you know, wave or vibe as us, right? Mm-hmm. But how do you address that then when you have friend, real close friends or family that maybe aren't encouraging you? Like, how do you, how do you set boundaries and keep your focus and protect yourself in those types of environments where you still care? Obviously, we still care and love our families, but you just got to... Yeah, I mean, I think the hard hardest part for me, so I'm not, I wasn't born in the U.S., I was born in El Salvador, and so I, my, my parents are immigrants as well, and I think that that is, it's not their fault, mm-hmm. like, they just, the capacity of what's possible for them mm-hmm. is not as big as someone that has become a millionaire, if, yeah. if that makes any yeah. sense. Um, don't get me wrong, they work really hard, and I think that that, particular skill is worth more than money mm-hmm. um but I think I couldn't ever go to them and ask for business advice necessarily because in their like when I said I was going to leave my bank job like <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I mean you could see like the fear so like what is she doing she's got like, crazy no. didn't you just get your master's and yeah. you're gonna quit and yeah. I'm like yep it's just gonna do events. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, gonna yeah. Do events. Um, but I, I knew where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. So I just, 
I, I went to them with advice or to ask what they would thought and whatever they would tell me, I knew that it was coming from a place where they hadn't been to where I was trying mm-hmm. to get to. Exactly. So I didn't, I didn't take it personally or I didn't like allow it to like hold me down. Mm-hmm. I just knew that it was more encouraging to be like, well, let me show you what's possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's where I'm at. That's my family. I mean, my family and I are pretty, it's just like, we've got like three musketeers, my dad, my mom, and I. I have half-brothers, but I never grew up with them. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't meet them until I was a, like, a lot older. Uh, so it's that's a whole other struggle, trying to keep in touch with people that like it haven't they haven't been in your life their whole yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. So I think when I say family, it's just like my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think friends... You want to make sure that whoever you're taking advice from, that they're on a self-developmental journey as well. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not doing the work, then you're just not coming from the same place. Exactly, exactly. Well, I think that's something, because we, we've talked and we've kind of, our stories are similar and we've, we've connected in, in different areas. But I think for myself, again, I didn't come from an entrepreneurial family. I didn't come from, you know, people that are so strong and go-getters and all that good stuff. So changing your environment or sometimes you know the people that you're listening to and letting pour into you it's very important that's one of the struggles that I've had in my past so how for you was it to be able to you know actually go out and find people that are like-minded or you know where you want to be to help encourage you and give you that advice well it's interesting you ask because I was on a walk yesterday and I realized that postpartum I've been in like hiding really because I've been just in like survival mode real- and then the main thing that, that I do like this? I know like, I'm a hermit <laughs> nobody sees you nobody sees me I mean I go to spin class and that's about it yeah, yeah. that's all I do and um but I think I am trying to find the new generation of people that I'm gonna grow with because I need to find someone that or people women I want to build a community with women that probably either are, are going through things, have been through things, so they understand tra- like trauma necessarily and like overcoming, Yeah. right? Not like the victim mentality, but like growing. Exactly. Um, I like people with faith. So mm-hmm. if they believe in God, and then bless. bless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I can't necessarily. I think all of my friends, I still have, I still, they're still my friends. Mm-hmm. I just, I have been on like a self rediscovering who I am right now, mm-hmm. not only as myself, but like as a mom and as a wife. And so, yeah, stay tuned. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Yeah. No, you know what? It, and again, I can completely relate to that and all that good stuff. And, you know, some, I, I've been doing the same thing, kind of just shut down and just head down, focusing on myself. And again, like you said, rediscovering who you are and trying to figure out, okay, well, especially you, you're a new mom. So you're coming into that and now, okay, what is my future going to look like? And what do I have to do, you know, here and there for me, my kids are on the way out. My oldest one's 17, my little one's 12. That's and so I'm like, so wow. crazy. How did you do so 17 years? Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Um, but for me, I'm just like, okay, well now if, if my main job as mom is coming to an end, in a sense, of course you're always gonna be there for your kids and them. I, I'm right, right there asking my mom and dad for stuff all the time, so I know my kids will always be there. But that main, you know, job description is gonna be going. So who's Olivia now? Mm. You know, so that whole rediscovery of who are you? You know, what? 
I'm right there with you. So, and again, same as you, just trying to find the people and, and say, you know what? I can pick and choose who's going to be best in my life right now. That's going to help support me, love me and all that good stuff and, and pull me to the next level. So, yeah, I feel like I'm actively like trying to search, like I'll go to a, a women's prayer group mm-hmm. or I'll join, you know, a community of network, like networking women that are moms. I'm trying to find yeah. people that are going to join me on this next version of yeah. whoever I'm going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's been so refreshing to like reconnect with you because I think we connected like a really long time exactly. ago. So I'm like, exactly. oh my gosh, you have two girls? I Tell know. me everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know. And, and the same as you, I think um, just putting yourself out there. Again, going yep. to the places to where you're saying, okay, I want people like this. Mm-hmm. So like you were saying, okay, going to church groups, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but again, just putting yourself out there and just, again, just like what you did with your business when you were wanting to have your business grow is the same thing that you're doing. I feel like in your personal life, you're out there researching and trying to find it. And a lot of times people kind of just get stuck and mm-hmm. just sit and just think, oh, well, it'll just it's just going to come to me and happen to me. Or in this case, you're actually, you have to cultivate it and, and make it work and move and invest in yourself and your business and all that good stuff. Yeah, and there's so many groups. I mean, there's so many things you can join. It's mm-hmm. insane. And I think that that was my main thing when I started. So LRC Network is the original company. It's a parent company for Selfie Station events. Mm-hmm. LRC is Lucy Rodriguez Consulting Network. That's what it stands for. And I knew that I wanted this company like in 2010. Mm-hmm. And the main thing was I was at the bank and I was at Comerica Bank for like 10 years and I would see, it's a business bank, so business owners would come in Mm -hmm. and I would see that every business owner had like their weakest link, right? So they were really good at sales, but their legal was all messed up or their marketing was all messed up. So I would, when I would talk to them, you know, you just have a conversation with them. I was like, wow, like you'd really be good if you talk to this person or you'd really benefit talking to this person. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people that were contractors didn't know there was like a contractor association. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, they have events. You should go to their events. Yeah. So the same thing that I was like just recommending to like business owners, even as like as a woman or someone, a new business owner, look online, find a networking group, Find an association, a nonprofit, somewhere where you can connect with other people that have the same interests as you, mm-hmm. because that's where you're gonna get to where you want to go. Which, which it's it's surprising and and refreshing to know there's so many other people mm-hmm. out there that want to share and help yeah. you grow. And so, like you said, when you find that group, for me, I transferred from banking into the the broker world. Um, which I'm not going to get into it with the listeners because they probably it's going to go over their head. But um, as a broker, you're pretty much on your own. You're self-employed. You know, you don't have a big bank and all, everything provided to you. And so for a lot of people, that's scary. But I found out that, hey, there's this huge association that is built just for brokers to help them. And so they have conventions all the time that you can go to. But again, everybody there just wants to share. They want to see you grow. They want to see you succeed and actually you know, represent their, their industry in a good light. So like what you're saying, you have to find a networking group, find somewhere that you want to, again, be like and and grow in and, and get involved. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Alrighty. So another question that we have for you last one is if there is one strategy 
just one or advice that you can give our listeners who are aspiring business owners or chasing their dream, what would that one piece of advice be? Uh, I, I would say, and it's so funny yeah. that you say this, um, I would say just listen, take the time to listen to yourself because you inherently like already know what you need to be doing like mm-hmm. deep down like it feels good or it doesn't feel good and I think I had a really hard time because I was trying to force I'm still trying to force things to work mm-hmm. but I feel like the more time that I say yeah this this intuitively feels right mm-hmm. that I end up with less regret yeah right because it just your like your vibrational energy just knows Mm -hmm. so I think just take the time to listen and I hate to say it that way because people don't understand but obviously like if you meditate or you pray or whatever that is journal there's there's a way for you to get to that place Mm -hmm. and I think it's it's that and then enjoy like the moment yeah well I think that's um kind of going off of what you were saying about listening to yourself and and meditating or praying one thing that my dad always tells me when I am in a tough decision or you know a situation is he always tells me Olivia follow after peace whatever brings you peace because sometimes we don't know sometimes we don't know really what we should do and mm-hmm. you can listen to everybody's advice but if you follow after peace that's where you know again my dad's Christian we're Christian he's yeah. like that's where God wants you God will always provide and bring you peace with where you should be and I've noticed in myself, kind of just like you, I always try to figure it out, right? I always try to force things or put things together myself. And when I do that, I feel such a struggle inside me. I'm uneasy. I'm not happy. Like, I feel like it's not right. Mm-hmm. And so at 36, I'm still learning my dad's lesson of Olivia. Just stop it already and follow after peace. <laughs> you know, another thing to this, if you don't know what to do, mm-hmm. like, just pause. Yeah, yeah. Because... That'll give you the moment that you need exactly to feel what where exactly. it is or what it is that you should do. Exactly. Don't jump into a decision just because you know you feel like you have to. Just pause. Yeah. I think to the being decisive is important though, because mm-hmm. that's another thing. Because I'm pretty like indecisive, and then I realize, oh my gosh, it's from my mom. <laughs> I asked her what she wanted to eat, and she's like, oh, look like at tuquieras, and I'm like. What do you want? I'm just just asking you what you want. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's where I get it from. So being decisive is important. So don't, I I don't want to come across like don't do anything, Mm -hmm. but it's just that pause before and then to just kind of listen and be like, does this feel right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, amazing advice for everyone, whether you're an entrepreneur, self-employed or not. I mean, that's, that's great advice. It's so funny because I still, it just like it hasn't hit me that like I'm a mom yet. <laughs> a whole year. Oh, a whole year. I'm still, I'm still waiting. She this, still wakes up and like, ah, whose baby's that? For real this morning, oh she God. said mama for the, oh, like, no but it's because I think she was sick. Um, but I'm, I should have known something was wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh. Oh um, but just like, you know, it doesn't really hit like, like, oh, like I'm, like a business owner entrepreneurs yeah. it's yeah. like you're just kind of just moving through it you know it's exactly. been it's been really really refreshing to just everything is so new for me mm-hmm. that i'm i really want to be like connected with other people that are growing um there's an organization that i'm really looking into that hopefully i can get into this year 
but I, I feel like your community is really important. Mm-hmm. Who you hang around, what you read, what goes into your brain, yeah. you know, what you allow, whether exactly. it's like a book, a movie, a, a podcast, yeah. all that stuff is so important that you just need to make sure that you're aware of what you're letting into your exactly. space. Well, and just on that note as well. So previously for many years, I would get ready in the morning and you just, I just automatically turned on music. I love listening to music. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. But that's all I would do. I'll just listen to music and get ready and then go on my day. And in the past, I would probably say seven to eight months, I've changed that habit. And I said, okay, instead of listening to music, I'm going to listen to an audible. That's going to help me, you know, either with my focus on mentality, my business, my spiritual, my emotional growth, something to help me grow. That's going to give me more knowledge and all that good stuff. And you see how all of a sudden when you start listening to the right thing, how it just, it makes such a huge impact on that day. Yeah. And I, oh my gosh, you're going to have to help me. What is that one quote where you, you win the morning, you'll win the day. Win the day. If you win the day, you'll win the week. If you win the week, you'll win the month. If you win the month, you'll win the year. And so it always starts with just that one choice. Which goes into another great book you guys have to listen to or read. It's Atomic Habits. So yep. it's just like what your hab- what your daily habits are, that's what is creating you. Mm-hmm. And to change it, a lot of times people look at that as like, oh my gosh. Okay, here I am and I want to be here. That's a whole lot of change I have to make. Yeah. But if you start with just one thing every single day and you just say, okay, I'm just going to change this little thing. I'm getting off track, but yes. Yeah, no, I mean, one of the, <laughs> even just a really good example, I was going to bed well I can't wake up early anymore because I don't know I used to wake up at 5 a.m. before uh-huh. back in the day um but now I can't because of the baby and yeah, yeah, yeah. so but my bedtime was all messed up I was going to sleep like at midnight mm-hmm. and not having really important sleep like I didn't realize how yeah. how underrated sleep is <laughs> oh, my like baby, like, oh my gosh listen <laughs> listeners sleep okay if you can sleep sleep um but so i wanted to make it a proactive choice of going to bed so i'm have a bedtime mm-hmm. and i'm trying to be in bed by 10 30 yeah and it's still tough but even that small change like can make such a difference so yes yeah. just, girl, I, I changed my bedtime to 9 30 oh yeah. of course but i'm waking up at four in the morning to go work out at five and start my day that way but yeah yeah. Well, I work at night. Like after mm-hmm. she goes to sleep, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. answering emails and yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? But it's so, so true how just those little changes just make a huge impact on you. Because before I would go to bed, you know, late as well. But again, it affected my morning, right? So I wasn't able to wake up early in the morning. Yeah. Therefore, I didn't hit the gym. Instead, I just started on with my day. And so I neglected my fitness and my health for the longest time. Yeah. But just by changing that small little habit and saying, you know what? Okay, I can shut off the TV. You know, I can stop scrolling through Instagram at mm. 930 and go to bed instead of 1030. Then get up an hour earlier and go work out. So yeah. it, it all works. Everything, all every decision that you make in your day, it's going to affect you in some way. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I started to do at the beginning of the year is just saying everything that I do has to be with intention. Mm-hmm. So again, my bedtime, there's an, there's a reason for that bedtime of 9.30 is so I can get up at 4.10. The reason why I get up at 4.10 is so I can go to the gym. The reason why I go to the gym, the re- and just like that, and all of a sudden you'll see your, instead of you, life just happening to you, now you're in control of your yeah. life. You're in control of your day. And that's so powerful and impactful, and it changes your life in so many ways that people sometimes don't understand. Yeah, I miss, I miss my 5 a.m. club. Do you ever go on that call? 
No, I'll send no, it, to you. it never, it never, never did. Really I've, I always saw it, but I never did it. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed it. Oh my gosh, what do they do on it? It's about actually, it's about business owners and real estate. Okay. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I yeah, like I said, I've seen people um jump on there, but never, never went on. So I'm actually working out at five. So oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. another thing. If you can work out at that time, and you have the ability to. Do it. You know what's crazy? So I get up, like I said, at 4, 4, 10 every day yeah. to go to work out at 5. And at first it was really hard, and it's still hard. I think yesterday I was literally like <laughs> to myself. Yeah, no, it's I never was like, literally easy. laying in my bed. Like, <laughs> I told my trainer that too. But then it was Memorial, was it Memorial Day? No, Labor Day that just happened. Memorial Day. Memorial Day just happened. And my trainer was like, oh, we'll come in later. We'll come in at 9. Do you know it was harder to go to the gym at nine o'clock for me than it was to go at five mm. it was just i don't know my body's just starting to change and get into that into that habit but again do you, you do it on the weekends too uh i will do cardio at my local community but the waking up early on the weekends no okay no. i was just wondering no, I, I sleep in but, <laughs> i mean the most i sleep in is like 7 30 8 o'clock but yeah, yeah i definitely Sleeping. Don't don't put me on blast. You're gonna make me feel bad now. <laughs> I was just asking. I I I was reading about that, and they said it's actually harder when you have a schedule like that when you don't do it on the weekends. So really? if you, it would be easier for you to just run it and maybe just take a nap during during those days. I'm gonna pretend I didn't even hear that. Rebuke, Try it one I day. You, <laughs> Try it. See how you okay. feel. Are you going to get up with me? What are you talking about? No. I wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really yeah. actually miss waking up that early. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's just like the weekends though. It's just, I don't know. Like I said, it's not like I sleep in a lot. I think if I slept until 10, it might kick my butt. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I'm still... Oh, well, yeah, no. Honor what you got to. Rest. I rest. will try it this weekend for you, Lucy. And I will text <laughs> you once I wake up. <laughs> Let me know how you feel. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you being here. Aww. And I am excited for you to come on in the future because I know you have so much to share and help our, our listeners. Awesome. Thank you for doing this. I am so excited to hear all the new people that are going to be on here. And yeah. Yes, let's, for sure. Let's stay in touch. Awesome. Awesome. Alrighty, guys. This is the All of Olivia podcast where we are all about helping others, all about inspiring growth, and all about creating generational wealth. This is Olivia. And here, our special guest, Lucy, do me a favor, take a look at the camera, tell everybody how they can stay in contact with you, follow you, contact you for business, all that good stuff. All right, so it's 949, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Call me. No, um, my uh, Instagram is at Lucy Inc, I-N-C, because I, you know how the Jay-Z song goes? Go for it. I'm a businessman. You gotta put <laughs> your glasses on when you do the Jay-Z song. business. <laughs> Lucy Inc. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, my um, selfiestation.com and my Instagram handle for that is selfiestationco. Awesome. 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 Thank Alrighty, you. guys. Well, thank you again for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.